Amen. I don't know about you, but God is changing my heart. He's changing my spirit. He's changing my personality. He's changing the way I think. He's changing the way I view things. He's changing the way I act because I want to be an influencer for God. Amen. Letting your light shine is a mindset. I say it each week. It's a behavior modification. It's a spiritual renewal from our creator. Through the power of God, our spiritual eyes and spiritual ears have been opened. We're no longer walking in darkness. When you're saved, God wants your eyes open. He wants your ears open where you can clearly hear from him. Now, see how many honest people I have in here. I am tired, and I mean tired. I'm tired of the devil running his mouth. But I am also double, triple, quadruple thankful that God is talking. And, and during this shift, Sister Donna, I keep calling your name this three times a day. During this shift, I'm learning more every week, every day, how to tune out the devil and hear more from heaven. Say amen. The shift that is taking place, you see it when you turn on the news. Does anybody still watch the evening news? Well, my too old timey, I watch the evening news. Right now, some of y'all scared to raise your hand. On the TV set? Amen. On the evening news, on the morning news, on social media, we all hear about how the shift is taking place all over the world. There's shortages here, shortages there. Jobs everywhere. Jobs everywhere, yet they can't fill the positions. Our young people who are here today and those listening to my radio, pastor knows, God knows some of the challenges you face today. And it shows you, Bishop, you didn't know this because you haven't been here. You just confirmed what I said a few weeks ago. We have to realize that these young people, they don't look like us. They don't act like us, but they do love God. So let's say amen, Emmanuel Church, for all of our young people who are here today. Give them a good God bless you. We've been going through the eighth chapter of the Gospel of John. We looked at how Jesus stood firm in the midst of his critics, in the midst of his enemies, and how the Pharisees tried to get Jesus time and time again to kill him. At this particular point here in the lesson, the religious leaders were supposed to go back inside the temple. They did not. They stayed and blended in with the crowd. The religious leaders of that time, 2,000 years ago, were angry. Listen to this, man. They were angry at Jesus for teaching about hope. How you gonna get mad at somebody teaching about hope? And we'll find out today that the people have been suffering for decades, and Jesus comes on the scene publicly at age 30 and says, the kingdom of God is at hand. Change sometimes can be very challenging. But change can also bring new life. Somebody say new life. If you want things to change, 
sometimes you have to trust God and let him bring forth or spring forth new life. Say new life again. 2,000 years ago, people lived in unbelief that God has sent Christ unto the world. And there's still people here today in 2021 who don't believe that God sent his only son to die for us. Jesus had just talked to these religious leaders, to the Pharisees, and he told them, he said, you have to believe in me because if you don't believe in me, you will die in your sins. And we know this today, and, and don't be ashamed to tell someone if they ask you, but Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father. It doesn't matter what new religion comes up. Jesus Christ, right, I got one witness, is the only way to the Father. You have to believe that he is the Son of the living God. Pastor's reading from the Amplified Bible today. Let's get into the Word. Chapter 8, look at verse 25. Then they said to him, this is the Pharisees, this is the people standing around. They said, who are you anyway? Jesus answered, why do I even speak to you? I am exactly what I've been telling you from the first. It's amazing to me how the crowd began to speak up and they asked Jesus, who are you? The Jews were willfully ignorant because in chapters 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and even in chapter 8, Jesus multiple times already testified who he was. Your idea sometimes when people say, oh, I thought you were saved. Listen, just because we're saved doesn't mean we don't make mistakes. But the difference between us and the world is we repent for our mistakes. Say amen, believers. Throughout the land, the word had begun to spread about Jesus' ministry. And that's why he had so many people gathered here at the temple who came to hear what he had to say. It was wonderful to hear about his miracles. It's wonderful to hear about how his words were changing humanity. But people wanted to see Jesus for themselves. The same question is arriving in our world today in 2021. Do you really know who Jesus is? They were saying, well, we know, I told you last week, we know your parents, we know your siblings, we think we know who you are, Jesus, but Jesus said, you're missing the point. When you come into the knowledge who Jesus is, when you come into the knowledge that Jesus is God, that changes everything in your world. Say amen, somebody. That changes how you read the Bible. It changes your perspective of who God is really is. You don't have to get up, caught up into foolishness when you know who Jesus is. Jesus is here in the temple courts in chapter 8 continuing to preach unapologetic about the kingdom of God is at hand. He wasn't ashamed to say repent. He wasn't ashamed to say there's a better way to live. 
and they didn't like Jesus saying this. The most important thing we can do today is to take a self-examination of our own lives. Make sure, Lord, I want to make sure that I'm representing you to the best of my ability. Lord, I want to make sure that I'm letting others know through my actions and not only through my words that I really know who you are. Because when you really know who Jesus is, you won't continue to go this way when God has called you to go this way. Somebody say amen in the house. We have to take that self-examination and look at how we're living our own lives. The Bible tells us that we are the light of the world. The Bible tells us a city that's set on a hill can't be hid. The Bible tells us don't allow anyone to put your light out. And that's why we have so much crime, so much racism, so much hatred, so much anger in our world because people's lights have been dimmed. But I'm here to declare in the house of the Lord, I don't know about you, but I'm going to let my light shine. Say amen, somebody. Look at verse 25. Look closely. Jesus said, why are you asking me the question that I've already answered time and time again? They kept asking the same question because they were spiritually blind. They were living in darkness, refusing to change. Now listen to me, man. God is good. Don't be afraid of change. Change is sometimes necessary for new growth. And the wonderful thing about God is, once God, like I said, changes you on the inside, you really don't have to say anything. Because people have noticed there is something different about you. Our lights ought to be shining so much that when you walk in the room, people ought to be staring at you. Like something's weird about them. No, it's not weird. It's only weird because you don't understand it. Amen. But I have someone living on the inside of me. Somebody say amen. I've got God dwelling inside. Hallelujah. When we come into the knowledge of who God is, this Christian journey gets a lot smoother. <laughs> I said, when you come into the knowledge of who God is and who his son is, this Christian walk gets a lot smoother. It's not only about acknowledging God, but it's about living a life that is pleasing to him. Say amen. I don't want to live just any kind of life. Amen. And I'm finding this out, man, every day. And you know this. You on social media. You turn on the TV. There's all kind of ways to do life. Some people choose to do life all kind of ways. But I want to do what is pleasing and what is acceptable to my heavenly Father. Say amen. I told you that if you want to know what God is like, all we have to do is take a look at Jesus here in the New Testament. Look at how Jesus responded to things. Look at how Jesus said, you know, to do good to those that hurt you. The Bible says that Jesus didn't waste his time angry, upset, full of malice. The Bible says that Jesus went around helping others. 
and that he went about doing good. That's the example we need to follow in today's climate. We need to learn how to do something good. And I told you this, when you do something good, the Bible says, in secret, God will reward you because God is a rewarder of those that seek him. And when we seek to do things God's way, he will reward us for our faithfulness. Say amen. Thank you, Lord, that you are a rewarder. Look at verse 26. Jesus said, I have much to say about you and to judge and to condemn. But he who sent me is truly reliable. And I tell the world, look at this, underline this in your Bible. You want to know about Jesus? Look what he says. He says, and I tell the world only, circle in your Bible, only the things that I have heard from my Father. Wow. I love how Jesus says, I'm not speaking my own words. I'm not doing what I want to do. I am representing my Father. And, and listen, God only holds you accountable for what you know. And I told the church last week, you are God's representative. So you can't act like, well, I didn't know God. I didn't know I was supposed to represent you. We are God's representatives. And people are watching. The world is watching. When you say you walk by faith, do you really walk by faith or do you fall by the wayside? Walking by faith is not only walking when the sun is shining. Walking by faith is not only walking when you got money in your pockets. Walking by faith is sometimes when your body's not feeling well and you say, Lord, I bless you anyway because I know it's just temporary. The world is watching. And listen, we know the world is watching, but remember, most of all, God is watching. The greatest teacher that ever lived was Jesus. And he could only teach the people so much at a time because they questioned everything he was saying. You have to learn how to walk by faith. If God tells you inside your spirit, everything's going to be all right. Just accept the fact that everything's going to be all right. All of us have family members who have gone astray. Raise your hands. I ain't the only one. But I'm still declaring in Jesus' name, everything is going to be all right. Lord, put somebody in their way to shine your light in Jesus' name. We can't go off of our own knowledge. We can't go off of what we've learned only. We have to go off what the word of God says. We must be ruled by the word of God. Please write this down. God's knowledge is so much greater than ours. Thank you. I see so many people writing, bless you. God's knowledge, I'm going somewhere, is so much greater than ours. It has been argued throughout the centuries, why did Jesus come to earth? Why did he come to this planet? But look at the middle of verse 26. Look at it closely. Jesus said, but he 
who sent me. Who sent Jesus? Not Moses. <laughs> Amen. Not Abraham. Not Elijah. Not the heavenly council. Not the heavenly host. But God sent Jesus. And each day, do your very best to represent the one who sent Jesus. Because whether you know it or not, every day we wake up, God is sending us out. Every day you open your eyes, God is sending you out to tell the world that he loves them. He's not mad at them. He wants to take care of them. Please, oh, I want to get ahead of myself, but please remember this before I get there. Hell, just like heaven, is a real place. And hell was never designed for humans. But the devil is going to try to take as many people as he can with him because he's a very miserable creature. Raise your hand and say, I'm glad I'm going to heaven. No, I'm going to stay here because we don't talk about heaven in church. Say, I'm glad I'm going to heaven. Look, look at me, church. One day, we're going to leave this world. That is a reality. And I'm not going to get in trouble because Pastor White never talked about heaven and hell. That's not true. I talk about heaven and hell. And if you don't want to go to hell, you better accept Christ as your Savior. The beautiful thing is, God's not asking you to do 10 steps. One, two, three. He's only asking you to believe in his son, that he is the savior of the world. Somebody say, I'm going to heaven one day. God's knowledge is so much greater than ours because God sent Jesus to planet Earth. And each day we're, when God sends us out, he sends us out to represent him. And we can represent God in so many different ways. I'm so thankful for this brother right here. I hope you don't mind me saying this. Brother Liston and his wife bought me a mask that says, I love Jesus. And every day I wear that mask out, I see people staring at me. Don't bother me. I'm representing God. Listen, all kind of ways you can let the world know about God. Say amen, somebody. Listen, our lifestyles, what we do every day, that's letting your light shine. We can't blend into the crowd like the Pharisees. We need to let the world know that Jesus is Lord. Say amen, church. And he's not just Lord on Sunday. Hallelujah. Let your light shine. Jesus says in verse 26 that God is true. Look at it, that God is reliable. Thank you, Lord, that you are true, that your word is true, and that your word is reliable. Because throughout the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, there has never been a time, this is for all the Bible scholars watching and listening, there has never been a time in the entire Bible where God has lied. God has never told a lie. I'm going somewhere else. Jesus has never told a lie. Get your finger out and say, to get, get your finger out, look at your neighbor and say, and I know that you 
Okay, I better not go there then. <laughs> Look at verse 27. I'm setting you up, and then I'm done. Look at 27. Man, this is deep. Really, please, I'm begging everyone. Look at this for yourself. Verse 27 says, and they did not perceive. They did not know. They did not understand that Jesus was speaking to them about the Father. Wow. Everything he was saying, Minister McGee, it wasn't about him. It was about his Father. If you want to have success in life, take the focus off yourself. Have your focus on the Father. If you have your focus on the Father, the Father will speak to you and share with you the destiny and the purpose he has for you. Thank you, Father. Now, verse 28 is earth-shaking, and you have to truly be tuned in to understand what God is saying. It's not enough to read God's word, but we thank God for spiritual understanding. This is deep. Look at 28. So Jesus added, when you have lifted up the Son of Man on the cross, then you will realize, then you will know, then you will understand that I am he for whom you look and that I do nothing of myself. I do nothing of my own accord. I do nothing on my own authority. But I say, look at this, I say exactly what the Father has taught me. Jesus, the Savior of the world, is actually predicting the future right in front of his enemies. Wow, that, that, that's tough, man, when you know people don't like you. When you know they've been plotting against you. And I told you a few weeks ago, they were plotting against Jesus. Man, not for just one week. They were trying to kill him for three years and couldn't touch him. God has a preordained plan for the life of every believer. And I want you to know this today. Oh. There is nothing that has happened in your life that has happened by chance. So, well, Pastor, you don't know. I I've been through some rough things. I've been in some bad situations. There is nothing that has happened in your life by chance. Listen to me. When we go through sickness, when we go through hard times, God's not trying to break you. He's trying to make you make you into who he knows you really are. Have you ever had somebody act up in your life and you'd be like, wow, I never expected them to act like that. Well, that's because they're not in tune to how the Father wants them to be. Ooh, I said a whole lot. There is nothing that happens in your life by chance. Even the challenging things we go through, that's to make us stronger. That's to make us better. Can you imagine how Jesus felt being the son of God? Can you imagine how Jesus felt knowing the day, the time, the hour, 
the minute he was going to be put to death, he could have said, I don't have to stay here teaching them. He could have been off trying to have fun. But Jesus knew he was on a mission. Jesus knew he wanted to be obedient to his father. That's what life is all about, is obeying God. And when you obey God, God just opens up everything to you. <laughs> I hear people say to me, being a Christian is so boring. I don't know what church, I mean the church, you're part of. Because being part of the church of God is not boring. <laughs> Somebody say amen. Absolutely nothing happens by chance. Listen to this. Please write this down. We're not going to turn to it, but I want you to write it down. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. When you get a chance, look it up and read it. It reminds us that before the foundation of the world, God predestined us. Before the world was formed, God knew us. Take your hand, put it on yourself. Say, God knows the real me. Now you talk about predicting the future. What a blessing it is to know that God has known me before the world was formed. How many of you believe that? So we say, come on, that's called walking by faith. God knew me before the world was formed. That's really powerful, man. That's really something, if you stop and think about it, how well God already knows you. God knows you better than you know yourself. But we have to realize how powerful God really is. And that's what the Lord wants you to know today. Do you realize how powerful God really is? There's no one in the universe that can compare themselves to our God. And according to the scientific community, Goddard Space Center, all of you have heard of NASA. Anybody heard of NASA? According to NASA, our universe is 13.8 billion years old. That's how old the universe is. But planet Earth, according to NASA, or you can Google it if you like, or ask Siri, ask Alexa, or ask an encyclopedia, that's a book, young people. Our planet is actually, listen to me, 4.6 billion years old. That's how old the earth is. And the Bible says that God knew you before the earth was even formed. So when you really process it, in other words, what the Bible is saying is, God has known me for a very long time. So I'm wasting my time trying to fool him. I'm wasting my time trying to shuck and jive, but if the earth is 4.6 billion years old, man, I'm pretty old. God has known me for a long time, so why would you not trust a God that knew you before the earth was formed? Why would you not put your confidence in a God that says, I got this? Why can't you not put your trust in a God who spoke things into existence? Somebody say amen. Put your hand on yourself and say, God really knows me. 
God has known me for a long time, and I thank you for the light bulb moment, Lord. 4.6 billion years ago when you created the earth, you already knew me. And you already knew that I'd be standing here, sitting here. We'd be fellowshipping, teaching, preaching, worshiping the creator of the universe on this day. Clap your hands because God is so magnificent. People got these new gods that pop up every other day. My God is eternal. Hey! The Bible says, I'll give you this, I don't have to, but I will. The Bible says in Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning, God existed in the beginning. Stay with me now. And then St. John, where you have Sister Cheryl, St. John just said, in the beginning was the Word. So you got God, you got Jesus, you got the Holy Spirit who was here in the beginning. The beginning means before time began. Don't you know who God is? Why are you going to walk around worried about anything when God has known me a long time? Look at chapter 8 again, St. John. Look at verse 28. This proves right here in this verse that Jesus knew he was going to suffer. When he predicted his own death on the cross, he knew, look at your Bible, he was going to die, yet he made the personal decision to let his light shine. If some people knew the day they was going to die, Las Vegas would be getting turned out. Not turned out, turned out. People would be partying, living but on an island, Sipping on margaritas. I know y'all don't know what a margarita is. But he knew. He predicted his own death. Look at your Bible. He talked about the cross in front of his enemies. And when he talked about the cross, he continued on his mission. Thank you, Lord. Jesus actually predicted, soon I will be lifted up upon the cross. Yet they still, Bishop, refused to believe in him. One blessed thing, after his crucifixion, the Bible teaches us that many of the Jewish people believed in him. Many of his own family members finally started to believe in him after they had rejected him. Please write this down. This is what's wrong with the world today. Don't reject Jesus. That's what the Pharisees did. That's what the Sadducees did. That's what the high priest did, the rabbi, the teachers, and many Jewish people, and many people in the world today have rejected Jesus. You can't have any balance in your life. You can't have peace in your life. You can't have joy in your life if you don't have Jesus. They rejected the light. Jesus said, some men love darkness rather than the light. In other words, some people enjoy sinning, and they don't want to change their ways. Jesus said, the blind cannot lead the blind. And they were spiritually blind because they could not see that he was the son of God. And I ask you the question today, who's leading you? 
Is the crowd leading you? Is the world leading you? Are your friends leading you? Is TikTok leading you? And I want to say this. I don't watch TikTok because I don't even know what it, I thought TikTok was your clock. You watch TikTok. I know it's a little old school. But don't allow all the social media things. You give them all your time. I told you the first thing you do in the morning, it shouldn't be checking your Instagram account. The first thing you do in the morning should be saying, Lord, thank you for this day. Don't allow social media or anybody to lead you other than God. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Who's leading you? What a statement Jesus makes. Look at verse 28. He said, look at it. He said, I say exactly what my father has taught me. And all of us know that God only gives good advice. <laughs> Amen. I said God only gives good advice. Maturing Christians, we have to really appreciate who God is. And Jesus makes it clear here, what a blessing to be taught by the creator of all things. Can you imagine the conversation that Jesus was having with his father? Can you imagine the knowledge that God was passing back and forth with Jesus? Can you imagine the knowledge that God wants to bless you with today? If you just let your light shine for him. Instead of getting mad, instead of getting angry like everybody else in the world, we have to learn how to be peacemakers and not peacemakers breakers. Say amen. Now look at verse 29. Here th Jesus makes three statements. Look at what Jesus said. He says, and he who sent me is ever with me. He says, my father, look at your Bible, has not left me alone for I always do what pleases him. If you really want to let your light shine, be intentional in pleasing God. Jesus had, write it down, oneness with the Father. That's what I want to have when I get up in the morning. I want to have oneness with my Heavenly Father. Going throughout my day, when challenges come up, when phone calls come in, when text messages come in, I still want to have oneness with my Father. And Jesus had oneness, write this down, because he was God's divine messenger. And if you are alive today, whether you like it or not, you have the badge, you are God's divine messenger. Go back to your homes this week. Go back to your communities this week and tell someone God loves you. God cares about you. And please tell the world God's not mad at you. Hallelujah. Jesus said he lived to please his Father. And every born-again believer ought to want to please our Heavenly Father. You know what? And the thing is this. Please look at me. It's not hard to please God, well for some people it is, it's not hard to please God publicly, but the real test comes when you're alone, when you're in private, when you have an opportunity to help somebody or hurt somebody, 
that you do what is pleasing in God's sight. Say amen. amen. Verse 30. And as he said these things, look at how the crowd has changed. The Bible says many believed in him. Many trusted, many relied on and adhered to him. Isn't it amazing how they listened to Jesus and they processed what he was saying and many of them in the temple courts and even many of the Pharisees like Nicodemus begin to change their minds saying maybe he is the son of God. Maybe he is the Messiah. They had been on the fence and they had heard about his miracles but they got to see him face to face. They got to hear his words and they started to believe. But here we are every day. We're blessed with an opportunity to open up our Bibles and hear straight from the Lord. And yet people still choose not to believe. Say, well, I want to hear from you, Lord. I want to hear from you. Open up his word. Nobody can stop you from reading the Bible. That's our source. That's our map. That's our guide that leads us to the Father. Hallelujah. Let your light shine. It doesn't matter what comes up. It doesn't matter what happens in life. Let your light shine. You be the light in the room. You be the calm spirit when there's confusion. You be the peacemaker that represents Jesus. Stop looking for somebody else to come in and make peace or somebody else to come in and make things right. God has given you the power and the authority to stand up and say what is right. Say amen. Put your hand on yourself. Say God chose me. That's what I love about God. He chose me. And he see, he didn't choose you. He didn't choose me 53 years ago. He chose me before the foundation of the world. He chose me over 4.6 billion years ago. That's how magnificent God is. Don't allow anyone to trick you. Despite of what you've done in your past, start confessing every day, I'm going to let it shine. I had somebody call me Friday and said, Pastor, I can't believe that God wants to use me. That hurt me, man. He said, I just can't believe God wants to use me. He said, Pastor, he said, you don't know some of the stuff I've done in my life. He said, I've done some terrible things. I said, have you repented? He said, yes. Have you asked God to forgive you? He said, yes. I said, then God is forgiving you. And he still said to me, but Pastor, I can't even tell you some of the things I've done. I'm just too ashamed to embarrass. I said, wait a minute, stop. I said, believe me, brother, all of us have done things. Well, I said, I've done things. Now, I thank God for his forgiveness. Stop holding your head down. Hold your head up. Let your light shine. Live for Jesus. Represent the Father and stand your ground because we walk by what? We walk by faith and not by sight. God's glory is upon me. Get up every day and remind yourself, God's glory 
is upon me. That's why harm and danger cannot come all the way close to me. Yeah, you might be around, but you're not going to take me out because God's glory is upon me. And I want to live a life that is pleasing, Father, and acceptable in your sight. We walk by faith. Stand to your feet. To all my friends watching, God bless you today. Lift your hands to heaven all over the building and everyone that's watching this broadcast. Let it shine. See your future self being available to God. See your future self shining bright, lighting up the lives of those who have lost hope. Make every effort this week to be a blessing to those you come in contact with. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. We're not playing with God today. Lord, you've known us before the foundation of the world, and we're available, Father, to do your will just like your son, Father. We will arise. We won't stay down. We will arise and live a life of faith. I encourage everyone in this house to just say, Lord, I'm available to you. Right where you're, that's it. Lord, I'm available. Lord, I'm available. Lord, I am available. And watch God elevate you. Watch God bless you. Watch God increase you to where he wants you to be. Clap your hands. I know you received the word today.